0: That is a
1: jewel from Tim so, done it again. What a goal by Tim Hell. Thompson. Oh, yeah. Five goals for Archie. the league
2: yeah. champion,
3: On 11.16, SEM, the 4 Diego's. G'day, amigos, and welcome to the Four Diegos on 1116 SEN Melbourne's home of sport, here on a Wednesday night. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Hey, and thanks to Finey on another great show. He'll be back tomorrow at... Uh, well, no, there's an AFL game tomorrow, isn't there, boys? So, um, yeah, he'll be back. his uh, fi- final siren. So I was tracking back then, yeah. F- <laughs> back for another year. So sensational, Mark Fine, tomorrow night after the footy. Could we
0: do that show? Could, well, we, could we do... Not that I want to sort of, um, you know... Take from fine. I'm saying, could we contribute well, to we something do. like that? You know what we I mean? We did like, the
3: final whistle last week. I know,
0: we do, we, we do the final whistle, which is you know, the round ball game. <laughs> I'm just did. wondering whether we could do crossover stuff.
3: Yeah, well, that would almost imply that we'd need to know something about the game.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, you know, I'm always interested in reaching out to a new audience.
3: Yeah, well, you're, you are the marketing uh, guru of the Diego's, Vinnie Venezuela. Welcome to you. And Carlos, you're in the house as well.
2: Yes, I am in the house, We're... and I
3: have no desire at all
2: to do what Vinny's asking. <laughs> I'm, happy to just I'm to curious. I'm, I'm a theory a, man. I'm just happy Coles. to watch the doggies play this weekend yep. and just be an expert with the doggies, what mm. they're doing in and around and the ball, inside, outside. Apparently. You know, um, uh, hit, hit the prongs up front. Yep. Uh, uh, Sometimes we need to park the bus a little bit, the doggies.
3: Yeah, they they, they won't be doing that this year, I don't
2: um, know. Apparently
0: my blue bag is going to go through undefeated. Anyway, this is a
3: football show. Yes. um, Well, my team's not guilty. Anyway. uh, (laughs) That's right. Let's talk about... Let's talk about the football because there's a heap of stuff going on as well, and uh...
2: and it's your hot topic tonight, Rodriguez Is it? It's is yours. Yes. What is it?
3: Well, Warren's know, not here. Is 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 what's Warren up to, 20... by the way?
0: Oh,
2: he, he knows. Who, Who cares? cares? Okay. He
3: wasn't here on
0: Friday.
2: He's Do we have like... a
0: three strikes for our policy? Oh, I tell three, you what. Three shows in a row. You know, he's
2: recreational drugs. Yeah. I tell you. <laughs>
1: oh,
3: we're, we're we're reviewing that three strikes <laughs> Last, policy as we speak. Last Friday night,
2: he, he emceed his own wedding. <laughs> that's right. He's fourth. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and tonight, for some reason, I think he must be on his honeymoon. We Said he's going to listen in from Sin City. In, in Sin um, City, yeah. So, uh, I'm assuming that's Dubbo. We were for going them. to get him on the phone, but he, he tells me that oh, he's such a busy man over there that he's on a harbour cruise, doesn't know what time he's going to get back. Oh, you busy, busy man over there. But
3: anyway, anyway, we'll send yeah. him a tape of this show. Yeah. Hey, uh, we'll take your calls throughout the night 9429 1116 9, if you want to talk to the Diegos. But look, we were thinking about well, Rodrigo, I want to set this up a little bit because
2: we've been doing this for 22 years. Yeah. According to you, I thought it was 21, but you say it's 22 years. Well, no, no, technically, yeah. you
3: have never ever.
2: <laughs> Set, a hot, set up a hot topic.
3: And I think I'll prove why.
2: It, on, on April Fool's Day, 19, 2015, yep. Rodrigo's going <laughs> to set up a hot topic.
3: Jeez, you know, it's the last time I contribute to a green room discussion. <laughs> but anyway, look, Ange Postacoglu, of, of course, you know, the Australia uh, drew with Macedonia nil all. Yes. We drew with Germany two all. Yes. Of course, just a uh, b- b- couple of days before. Ange said that uh, these games were the games we needed to have. Yes. To get better, yes, you know, to to make yes. us more comfortable, uh, you know, blood more players, yes. but we keep drawing. So <laughs> the hotline tonight is the draws we had to have. Hotline, okay, okay. But in light of, in, but based on that, what are the other must-haves in world football? Yeah,
2: that we need to have.
3: What are the other need to have must-haves in yeah. world football? So send us a text on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen, or give us a call
0: and of course if you're a Perth Glory player the, <laughs> your list of must haves is quite long but we'll talk about that uh well, well, later yeah yes.
3: definitely definitely some serious stuff y- happening yeah, out in just, Perth well just quickly um and we won't get into it now but they've just been issued with a second show mm. cause notice for alleged uh mm. salary cap breaches but we'll get into that a little bit later on let's let's uh let's talk about uh Australia versus Macedonia yep. and uh don't forget what other other must haves um in World Football 0-4-3-3-9-8-11-16. so Boys, uh, what was your thought? Was, was, um, are we a little bit worried that we couldn't break Macedonia down?
0: Uh, I'm not too worried. I think Macedonia played, played all right. I think we played all right. Uh, I think we created a few chances. We just weren't like, lucky. I just think sometimes you're unlucky in, in the game and their keeper made a good save. No, Vinny, you're
2: really no, making this into no, something you can't always like, win games, Carlos. I know, but and, it wasn't all right.
0: It was all right. It wasn't all It wasn't, all right, it really. wasn't fantastic, well, yeah. but there, there were things. Yeah. There, were, there were promising things. As far as I'm concerned, we had maybe two, two chances that could have gone either way, and I think we dominated the game, and we never sort of back, backed away from it. We, they, they weren't too dangerous. They weren't causing us too much trouble, so it was okay. It, mm. you know, it was a bit, bit of a boring Look, game.
2: There's many mitigating circumstances that led to... Uh, the game that it was, of course, it was such a high drawing tour with the with the world champions uh, on their own turf with a full, you know, capacity crowd and, uh, watching, and the boys really rose to the occasion. It would have been the high of a lot of those young guys' lives, even you know, taking into account the World Cup to test themselves against the Germans to go at them the way they did uh, was certainly a high. And I suppose the game against Macedonia, there was no one in the stadium. They had, I don't know, they must have imported some Vuvuzelas. I was <laughs> so going to say... Two or three people had the Vuvuzelas. That would have put a lot of the players off.
0: And would have been happy about sort of getting them acclimatised to <laughs> three idiots with, with the, who can't even play oh, the no, trumpet, I having know. a trumpet. I know.
2: But look... <laughs> The good, it was, the good was thing like was, elephants mating. Carlos. Yeah, it, it was. was worse it was awful. Than it was awful, especially when you get up at five thirty in the morning to watch the game. Uh, you know, the good thing was we kept the ball away from home against a streetwise team. They weren't a good side. Macedonia weren't a good side. They haven't been the hundred eighth in the world. I think they have. They've won one in the last five games, and their their coach is under pressure. So they're they're a bad European team. Okay, <laughs> even though they have good street white individual players who were playing in good leagues around the world. So they were quite compact. They decided to sit back. We had a lot of the ball but couldn't penetrate. Is that a problem we should worry about? No, because we scored goals for fun in the Asian Cup. We scored two goals against the world champions away from home on their own uh, pitch. So I'm not worried at all about it, but the, 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 the games that we had to have that Andrew's referring to yep. is that sort of game. We're going to have, during the Asian World Cup qualifiers, we're going to have... Teams attempting to emulate the Macedonians to maybe when we go, uh, they either they come to Australia or we go away from home, they're going to want to be compact, they're going to be, be uh, you know, parking the bus and they're going to want to scrap and, and, and work hard like the Macedonians did to keep us out. A uh, little bit of a concern that we still couldn't find a way through. There was a, maybe I think twice we ended up penetrating with Burns dribbling into a good position and yeah. also uh, Lecky having a good, you know, turn and shot at goal. But Is that
0: the one, the keeper? Yeah, it was Leckie. Yeah, and yeah. it was also the header that yes. sort of came onto to his yeah. head a bit
2: hard. But really, the chances were few and far between. Yeah. And But I don't think it's anything to worry about, but it's a great learning experience. As that Ange said, it's what we needed to have because this side's only young and we need to progress by learning through these uh I, these sort of I the think...
0: Those those three opportunities could have gone either way. The fact that we actually got ourselves into that position, those positions, I thought was very. If I've got to, you know, draw something, some form of encouragement from the games, I'd say that the fact that we actually did penetrate and get quite close with some really good football. Nathan Burns' movement off the ball and his 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 ability to sell a dummy mm. is quite impressive, yeah. and uh, he had. Uh, some of those defenders mesmerise a bit. And, and he's also, I, I was loving the way he was whipping the ball across. Part of me can't help thinking that if we had someone like Tim Cale mm. in the prong position, it would have been more fruitful. He However, would have, he
2: would have been, I don't think we needed him against the Germans, to tell you the truth. I thought he, we would have been one-dimensional if he was playing against the Germans. Against the Macedonians, would have been a different, yeah. different uh uh, proposition because him throwing himself around physically contacting a few of those uh, very pedestrian type Macedonian defenders who who weren't that you know mobile uh, but they defended well if you if you didn't move the ball quick enough and that's what we didn't do and I think Ange alluded to that at the end saying that. Uh, that, you know, basically we, we lost our discipline a little bit because we got a bit frustrated. And uh, against the Germans, we were very mobile. Against the Macedonians,
3: probably not so much. So, you know, the, the question I was thinking about when you were talking, Vinny, is did it show that Tim kale's a player we need to have? Or, you know... Uh, did, uh, along, you know, in the along, same along, yeah.
2: same lines of the, uh, as your hot topic. But, yeah, uh, but,
3: but I mean, these two games were good yeah. because we he wasn't there. So we were able to, you know... Um, hold our own you know without yeah. him but uh you know we were just talking about the finishing touch No, you we, know. we
2: need to have him in in situations like that where we can throw him on and he can change things up mm. a bit we mm. didn't have that that totally different type of player to change things up when we needed it to to break the deadlock having the mosquito fleet the burns mm. the troieses the leckies i love it i love all that and there's going to be other young players coming through of that ilk, because I don't think we've got another Tim kale you know, in, in the you know in, in the development pathway. But uh, we're going to have more of the Nathan Burns and Troisi type players, which I think, if they're skillful, are going to be fantastic for us. But it doesn't change things up enough when we're not finding a way through.
0: I do think sometimes we try to walk the ball right into the goal, and uh, I think that if a defence is sitting back and making it hard. Having a bit of a ping from downtown occasionally just oh, though, yeah, to, yeah. to mix it up it, mm. is a good thing. I thought Aaron Moy was good too. I know yeah, he didn't get he much was. of game time, but I thought that uh, the possession he had was purposeful and uh, I, I, I'm encouraged by his presence as well in that squad. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited by a lot of things and I think it was the draw we needed to have because, again, we saw a few more players doing this stuff. I think Al Rich would had a great uh, entree and foray into uh, Socceroo life as well and I'd be encouraged by that as Mm. Two,
3: yeah. So it was a game we needed to have to blood some of those, some yeah. of those guys. Like you know, Economides came on. Mm. Um, you know, he he, he he's a young colt. He's a young colt. He's a young in, in a running
2: league. around and uh, getting some <laughs> nice touches. Really enthusiastic. Yeah. At the end, uh, I got to say, I he cried at oh. the end when he was interviewed by Daniel Garb, and he was just he thanked saying a lot of people didn't he? Was that sorry? He thanked. Oh, his, oh he thanked everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think he thanked the Diego's at one stage. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but, the but that's but, rare. He, but he was kissing the badge and look, I love that. Yeah, it's I just good. love it, and I just hope he can progress to be a, an established socceroo down the track. Because he's got all the, I don't know, all the fantastic values that Tim Cale's got, and I think that's a legacy that's been left by Tim to all these young guys. And they just can't wait to get in there and play with Tim, and, and actually then, uh, you know, when Tim moves on, take his place. Mm-hmm, so, very you know, excited about these guys. Yeah, there's no, a bit of a tearjerker there, yeah.
3: Carlos. Um, just off the text from Gose or Goce, um, completely agree with you guys. Great decision to play against a team such as Macedonia. To compete against a team that played on the counter attack in front of a small crowd is very similar to the circumstances that will confront us in the Asian Confederation. Fantastic. Absolutely. Text. No spelling mistakes. Easy to read. <laughs> yeah, beautifully.
2: You. Uh, I think he got a copy edited before right. he sent it <laughs> through. But, uh, but, you know, make no bones. Macedonia's still a, 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 got good pedigree in Europe. They just don't happen to have a, a performing side at the moment. Right. But individually, some of those players are really comfortable in the ball uh, and they're smart players, straight mm. why They've been around the block and they're playing in some good leagues. So collectively, they're not great, but individually, they are.
0: Look, they, we couldn't penetrate. So there's yeah. something decent about their, their back line that uh, we still need to sort of uh, tamp with. Can I just say, um, at what point before the game did they let the cows on? Because that was a shocking
2: pitch. <laughs> That's the pitch. other thing, too. We, we rely so much on uh, moving the ball quickly because and, and, we don't have those sort of players that are going to carve, you know, defences up, except for Nathan Burns, uh, with the with ball at feet. It's all quick movement of the mm. ball. And if you're not moving it quickly, you need an extra touch every time, it gives a side who's trying to st- stop you or defend against you a chance to get that tackle in. And uh, I think given those circumstances, you know, especially the first 15 minutes, I thought we moved the ball really, really well. Mm. We just weren't penetrating, unfortunately.
3: Interesting stuff. It's always great to watch the Socceroos anyway. I don't know. You know, friendlies mean something, I reckon, at the moment, given the development of the, of the team and, and the other players that Andrew's bringing in. So, always good to watch a soccer ruse. Hey, let's move on a little bit now, boys, because um, at the top of the show, we talked mm. about uh, Football Federation Australia issuing Perth Glory Football Club, let's be formal here, with a second show cause notice relating to alleged breaches of the A-League uh, player contract regulations or the salary cap.
2: Has Asada made that, that term sexy all of a yeah, sudden? Isn't it We're the all Asada using term?
3: Show cause notice. You know, I,
2: I've seen the show cause notice to Warren about yeah. not
3: being on tonight. Yeah, that's right. And, and um, actually, uh, John in Port Melbourne says hopefully Warren's B sample has come in. <laughs> well, actually, for Warren... That's his first sample because we we don't give him an A for no, anything. No, no, absolutely. He doesn't get yeah, an A for absolutely right. anything. Can
0: you woo a woman by saying I'd like to show cause? <laughs> I thought you were going to say can
3: I can, can I show you my B sample? But uh, wow, <laughs> um, yeah, my B game. Yeah. Anyway, but um, this is the second note. Yeah. The second notice is in relation to the current season. Yeah. Which which means is that they've had uh, show cause notices uh, for other. Um, mm. alleged indiscretions in three previous seasons yeah. uh, going back to 2012-2013. So uh, basically the alleged breaches involve failure to disclose reportable payments and exceeding the salary cap and the failure to disclose uh, breaches include, we'll go, go through yeah. some of them, pl- uh, payments outside of the standard player contract. Okay. okay, so that's... Under that's, the table? Uh, yeah. So in, in <laughs> well, state, in yes, state yeah. league
2: terms, brown paper bag under the yep. table. Cash. Or, or, in, my, in, yeah, or in my time as a footballer, at yeah, yeah. Dalbin Turkogucu, my signing on fee was a gearbox that's in my right. car. Yeah.
3: So, <laughs> Nobody could
2: prove that. No. no. no actually, should, should
3: I have maybe...
2: They've
3: got to come lot, for you now, yeah, Carlos. It's re- retrospective, some of this stuff. But anyway, yeah, I'll um, get a show cause notice tomorrow, I think. Well, the other ones are payments to a player's family member. Can mm-hmm. I just
0: say, I tatted that one as a possibility for Kalfalah for keeping him at Victory. <laughs> That's right. I'm very you disappointed that diffiting. one's got to get Victory <laughs> trouble if they go that. So don't do it, Victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not worth
3: it. Yeah. Well, these are all alleged, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course, um, it's alleged. payments of. The pa- payments of player agent fees is another one. Yep. Uh, payment of a third party sponsorship, prepayment to a player, so paying them in advance. Yep. Um, payment of travel costs, accommodation allowances, and provision of motor vehicles. So, yeah. um, obviously, with a salary cap at uh, $2.55 million for A League clubs, um, clearly, uh, yeah. you know, the A League is. Um, Basically uh, suggesting here, allegedly, that uh, they're looking for ways to, you know, make good on, uh, help some players with, uh, you know, some This is time. serious stuff though, Rodrick.
2: It's huge. And, and David Gallup has already gone through this with Melbourne Storm. He in has. The, he uh, doesn't miss either, no, by no, the way. No, no, with the NRL. So yep. I don't think he's going to have a soft spot for mm. Perth. Uh, it's happened this season. And Perth's, you know, up there vying within a point of the top position. So they're going to have to make a decision very, very quickly on this where they're going to penalize perth if, if that's the way they're going to go if they fe- if they're found guilty where that's going to be points yep. uh, where that's going to be kicked out of the finals i, I know i know. mean of course, this is all speculation, it's all
3: allegations right now, and Perth's got a... I think they've got until Wednesday to come back with some sort of response. Well, the, the, the investigation that's being investigated uh, formally, has included interviews with uh, players and staff, and they've also retrieved information from the club's files and forensic examination of uh, external specialists of the records, including financial accounts. Mm. So, so they've forensically yeah. uh, studied these accounts. They've, As you said, they've got until 5pm on Wednesday, the 8th of April, to respond to these show cause notices. Do
0: you reckon with the uh, the accommodation one, they could maybe sign up all those players' houses to Airbnb? So suddenly, <laughs> like FFA, you know, they're sort of doing accommodation. And if you're staying in Perth, you can stay at this player's house just to sort of even it all up and, and get some, mm. some oh, don't, <laughs> I don't know.
3: There's some interesting ones there, though, you know. Uh, you know, payment of a player agent's fees is an interesting one. You know, but that strikes me. There's so much, you know, in the gambit that they're looking at mm. that it sounds
2: like... Whoever was dealing with the whole playlist at Perth, if it's true that they've gone down this track, they probably didn't know the rules. It doesn't sound like they were trying. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to investigate. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that have gone wrong, and it's not only only this season, but they've, the first show caused notice was for 2012, 13, 13, 14, and 14, 15. So that's the last three seasons. So someone doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> Really, oh, what Bench was that tomato. name? Well, uh, yeah. What yeah. was that name
0: of that uh, British sort of banker, that broker that that sent all that all those banks? That Nick, someone? Oh and, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's got to be him. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's true. Yeah, but I think that was a bit deliberate, wasn't it? Was a I mean, that was well, all calculated. So, yeah, well,
0: it does well, like. I'm this hoping is... this is all. Uh, that's right. Errors yeah. and explainable. Yeah. Well. Anyway, it's got to need to be. But do you protect your player? Like, how do you protect your players from this? And will it affect the player? Or do you think the players won't really worry unless? No. No. no, no. no. What happened with the Melbourne no, Storm no, players? No.
3: Normally, normally the the players are um, protected. I think there might be some clauses that that might affect players. But um, but certainly it's the club that that cops the wrath. You know. Then mm. then you know they. They they might lose their points. They might lose points next year depending on, you know, the severity mm. of the breach. I think um,
2: Melbourne Storm, the big issue there with the players is they took the premierships off the players. I mean,
3: yeah. I think they've... Well, the players do a deal with the club, you know. It's, the, yeah. cl- it's up to the yeah. club to determine yeah. whether they're in breach of the salary cap That's or right. not. Mm. Um, so it's going to be very hard to prove that, mm. you yeah. know, these sorts of things because agents do all the deals. Yeah. Yeah. I guess
0: I'm wondering that if you're... A, let's say we're a team, right, and I find out, uh, Carlos at, uh we "Your house seen. is better than mine, <laughs> and you know you got to. You know yep. the, the motor in your car. Yep. My gearbox is better. Is, than is yours a better gearbox. Does, <laughs> yeah. that, does that fracture our relationship? And oh, no, given I, given I, that we're in a sort you of you can drive fight, my we're, we're,
3: car anytime, <laughs> mate. baby. You can drive my. Will yeah. the players
0: yeah. care? Will they? Will, will will there be hate and envy and jealousy, or will they just say, well, you know what? They had to do that because we needed him anyway.' Let's just keep no, playing the game. I, no, I think
2: I, I don't. I, I think the players will be upset." Uh, with the club, if they didn't account for this properly, because they've had a really good season, Perth. Yep. And these players, you can see how tight they are. I mean, they, for me, Perth's not a great side, but gee, they keep on getting the results week in, week out. Even if it, their worst performances are draws at the moment, they hadn't won until the weekend since January the second, but they hadn't lost. Mm. So this is a really resilient side to play for each other. Not overtly talented, but they they do the job. Yep. And so they must be they must be close knit, and for them to now have the possibility of points deducted or even just booted out of the finals because this sounds serious if, if, they, if they are found guilty... Uh, I reckon the players will be very happy with the club that's for sure
3: yeah definitely it's, uh, it's interesting so watch this space on that uh, again Football Federation Australia issued Perth Glory tonight with a second show cause notice for breaches of the salary cap so uh, we'll be interested in that Hey, let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk uh, more we'll talk a bit about the A-League some big games coming up uh, this weekend in the A-League on the four Diego's on 1116 SEN Melbourne's home of sport Class
2: is when they run you out of town to look like you're leading a parade this has been a profound coaching... ...on
3: 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. Yes, here on a Wednesday night for you again on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. And, uh... Yes, of course, we've been talking about uh, Australia, Macedonia, Australia, Germany, the draws we had to have, uh Send us a text message or even give us a call. Uh, we've been also talking about Perth Glory breaching the, uh, well, allegedly, allegedly breaching the uh, salary cap and uh, the FFA issuing them with the show cause notice. Got some interesting uh, text messages here. You can't tell me that any club administration with half a clue couldn't work out that covering players costs directly. Um, that is not a breach of the salary cap. Surely, Stephen from Baronia, That's Carlos. the
2: point I'm making, Stephen. I'm just thinking it's either that they think that some elaborate way... And it doesn't sound all that elaborate. It just seems like it's pretty clear-cut what they've allegedly is done. Is it Jim's bookkeeping? Well, uh, I'm just thinking, are they using Jimmy's bookkeeping? Not at all. <laughs> no disrespect to Jimmy. Actually, plenty of disrespect to Jimmy's <laughs> bookkeeping. But, uh, but it, it just seems like they either try to be clever and didn't think they were ever going to get caught, or alternatively... They didn't know what they were doing. They mm. just didn't. They didn't know the rules or whatever. It's either one or the other, and that's assuming they did something wrong. By the way, we've always got to remember that they're innocent. Yeah, as the 34 Eston footballers would tell you, innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely.
0: If anything. It was probably the week they had the work experience kid in, the year 10 <laughs> kid. Right, yeah, they just right. <laughs> left no, him alone. The, 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 and, the sandwich just year okayed in you know, In any yeah, accounting yeah, course, you have right. a sandwich yeah, year. Right. You go yes. out and work
3: they, yeah, you know, right. Right. to try and save money. That's right. uh, they got the guy doing a sandwich year during university. But, but the list we read out before is actually very smart ways of, of – of if a club wants to breach the sending salary a message. cap. So do you think the FFA is sending the message to other clubs? Well, Melbourne uh, Victory has got well, the big problem. Well, and,
2: and also I think Sydney's got a bit of a problem with Yankee, too. So uh, mm. these guys agitating, you won't be getting it through the back door, that's for sure.
3: Yep. Uh, if it, and here's another text message from Ghost. It appears that Ben Calfalar will be too expensive for Melbourne Victory to accommodate within the salary cap. Should the Victory consider Tommy Yore as a replacement for Ben Calfalar?
2: I'd laugh at that... Uh, If it wasn't for uh, Troisi, uh, Troisi, uh, resurrecting his career by coming back uh, to Melbourne Victory and spending a year and a bit, I think, with Melbourne Victory. And then going back to Belgium, being a good player over there and also being a terrific player for the Socceroos. I think Tommy Orr's probably had a relatively good season there at Utrecht in Holland, though. And I believe he's been frozen out because he's announced he wants to leave. But before that, he was probably the team's best player. So he probably feels that it might be a retrograde step for him to come back to the A-League. But you'd think if he's announcing during the season that he's going to move on, that there'd be other clubs ready to go. He'd be ready to go to other clubs. I can't see why he would announce beforehand to the club that I'm moving on if you don't have another club to go to. So, but that certainly these days is a good option because Troisi has actually shown that you can actually resurrect your career and become a really good socceru and yeah. earn yourself another contract overseas
3: if you do well in the A League. So, just just quickly, um, we've been saying Macedonia, but isn't it the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia? Yes, it is. So, sorry about that. Yes. We um, just uh, went for the short form, but, know. but that's uh, we know it, we know uh, it means Simon uh, Hill.
2: Lexi announced before the game uh, the other morning that. Just through just the fact it's it's mm. not a, it's a mouthful when yep. you're calling a game they're calling it Macedonia but we don't want to get into the politics no, no, of it not at all. If that's what people but, want to but, call us but
3: thanks for pointing yeah, that out no um, anyway Vinnie Venezuela
0: yes can I can I just add we've been talking all of. As a Victory fan and as someone who wants to keep Kelfala, I know last week we spoke about creative ways of keeping Kelfala and looking at this list of things. And as I mentioned before, that whole payments to a player's family member, I think that's a legit thing that should be allowed. So I guess another one that I, I would allow would be payments for an audience with the Dalai Lama because <laughs> I, I need to persuade Kalfala that he doesn't need the money. Yep, yep. So, I, so I guess if you're a victory fan or, or you're just interested in just being a bit creative, mm. what are some creative <laughs> things that should be allowed? So payments yep. for which you think are reasonable and maybe a bit slippery, but, you know, a bit of a loophole. So if you can be yep. bothered thinking of a, of a good loophole to, to get Kalfala or any player you like to stay at a club... Let us know via yeah. the SMS. Yeah. We'll pass zero four it
2: on double, to Tony
3: Sage zero Perth. There yeah, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. What would where would you classify a, a, an audience with the Dalai Lama? Is that like what personal development? Yeah, I think it's personal, or, it's personal development. development. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. it's uh, player welfare. Well, wellbeing. Well yeah. That can be hidden it's, it's in, like, like, the, uh, yeah. in the overhead. I, I, I think there's the...
2: room for uh, Tony Soprano's lawyer, uh, not lawyer, <laughs> a psychologist, yeah. to maybe do some work for the, one of the clubs too. Yes.
3: Because it's it's all about player
2: welfare and uh and really the PFA should be up batting up for the clubs there because it's all about getting the players' mind right. Uh, you know, the the work life balance okay, mm. you know, that mm. sort of thing.
0: So So yeah. food. Food for example. Well, yeah. Can you provide food? But how much food can you get? Well, I don't know. $1.2 million worth. (laughs) as we talked about sort of (laughs) shipping food over to the families
3: of (laughs) Kalfala. Right. So feeding the family. Feeding the family. Or feeding a small nation
0: in Tunisia too. Yeah. Oh, that could work. Finding a parallel, you know, I'm not going to pour the money into you or your family, Mm. but I'm going to develop a player overseas Ah. for you. I don't know. There's got to be ways. FIFA does it.
3: Setting up the, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, the Ben Kalfala Foundation. The ben
0: Kalfala, that's a great idea, Rodrigo. Now you're thinking laterally. Now we're going to keep him.
3: All right. Oh, I was going to say <laughs> now we're going to keep you. 043398... <laughs> no, we can't ele- get rid of you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, you can. Uh, double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. That's zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You guys are clever. Give us a text message, hey boys. Um, just, just uh, we've been talking. To, there's a bit of talk around uh, expanding the A League into Asia. And yeah. has it been a, a bit of? A, it's been shut down. though. It's right? been shut down yeah. by David Gallup, of course. But uh, the people that uh, started this and have done have spent money on uh, looking looking at whether it's a good idea or not, or whether it's um, something that is you know cost effective, and whether they can you know, get more mm. money from broadcast rights, and is, is uh, thinking about bringing in uh, countries from other parts of Asia to join the A League. Is it? it, it, sh- it makes should no it sense. have been shut down by David Gallup the way it was? Well, it. it ma- the little we know because we're only getting the
2: information from newspapers and what's been written up and and you know someone like michael cockle's been writing a fair bit since last week about this and he's got a firm opinion about it being a bad idea so you don't know how much information you're getting uh and whether it's the full information but on the surface of it i don't understand why we would because we're not talking about a team from japan coming in or a team from korea we're talking about teams from malaysia Um, Indonesia, Thailand, these sort of places. Firstly, they've got bona fide leagues. I've been over to Malaysia and I've watched some of their M League games and they're decent games. It's a proper professional league over there. Thailand, we know there's a number of Australian players who've gone over to Thailand and played. Indonesia, they're well-paid and well-funded leagues. So I'm not sure why... Uh, firstly, those federations would allow any of their clubs to join the a league number one Number two, I just don 't know whether you know whether commercially it would except for the t v rights i don 't think we 'd fill a stadium if someone from if a team from Hong Kong suddenly started playing in an a league unless the team from Hong Kong was able to attract you know, a big European name, I don't know what would be the attraction of going to watch and filling a stadium with one of those teams. So, um, look, I don't have the commercial stuff in front of me. And, and I, it's interesting that John Smith, the consultant that was asked to do a feasibility study on this, he, the, uh, the UK consultant, on behalf of some of the A-League clubs, he's come out and said that it, it, has been, it is viable and the AFC and FIFA have actually supported it. Which is against what David Gallop was saying, but that's only happened earlier tonight that he said that. So, I don't know what the story is, but on the surface of it, on the weekend we had most games
3: drew six thousand people. Yeah, if it the, wasn't for the victory game, which had eighteen and a absolutely,
2: half and and Melbourne City I think drew nine, which was a pretty good uh, result for them. But all the other games drew six thousand. Mm. We've got problems still in the A League. Mm, yeah, great. why would we want to toy with bringing in teams from Asia? So, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me that they'll be talking this way
3: right now. Yeah, it was shut down pretty quickly. Getting mm. some interesting text messages on the uh, how, ways to, you know, pay uh, for him. <laughs> <being laughs> <careful. laughs> <laughs> So, I'm a Carlton uh, victory man, so maybe Fahid can be the new Vizzy recycling ambassador. <laughs> That's Daniel in Glaston Park. Actually, Vizzy gets a mention quite a bit, uh, um, you know, gets and needs a job at Vizzy, yeah. um, you know, uh, basically Paul from Sunbury says, get a wage to be an ambassador for a, for a related company, a la Chris Judd and Vizzy. He, yep. he became a waste manager. Yep. Um,
0: That's what Tony Soprano yeah, was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: yeah. In, uh, in, he's in the waste There's a bit, of doggy, bag,
2: a bit yeah. of doggy bag stuff here. Doggy bag after training
3: and uh, yeah. So, payments for a translator should cover most foreign stars, including Benny Boy. That's champ. That's interesting. Um, A doggy bag after training, Vinny Venezuela. That that might not work. But um, yeah, fellas, why can't they allocate in payments then classify them as membership, advertising, and merchandise (laughs) sales? Because that would probably be corruption. Absolutely. So keep sending them through. We'll get, we'll get into them as they come in. Hey, boys, um, what about A-League? Let's, let's talk about the A-League because it's really at an interesting uh, period. Of course, there's some big games coming up this weekend. But let's just quickly talk about some of the games that happened over the weekend. Melbourne victory defeated Central Coast Mariners 2-1. We talked about that on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, we had a we, final was, whistle on Friday yeah, night. Yeah. And,
2: uh, and we, I think we all agreed. We spoke for two hours about the fact that Finkler <laughs> was a difference between both sides, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, Melbourne Victory certainly weren't playing champagne football. Kevin Muskett admitted to that. Uh, Finkler was unbelievable. He took some punishment early, but uh, he really shone by getting the two goals when the team needed him. And that's the class this, this team needs in this latter stage of the of the of the of the competition, given that it's so tight up there, so uh, but Central Coast were pretty good. Osaka uh, Cernak was yeah. very good for them, yeah. uh, but I think uh, in the end Finkler was the difference, and uh, and they deserve the three points.
0: Yeah, victory. Now had a had a stay stay for the ninety minutes, and and make you know you never you never safe against victory. They they can, uh, they're not unlike Perth Glory either. Perth Glory more often than not can also play a game out and, and turn it around at the very last minute too. So I think that, for, as you said, for, for Musket and, and the boys, it was a win. Mm.
3: Absolutely. Melbourne City defeated Brisbane Raw 1-0 at Amy Park in front of, as you said, Carlos, 9,500 people. Which wasn't bad. I think it reflected
2: the importance of that game. Brisbane Raw decimated, mm. decimated with injuries and players away and stuff like that. And they, It was a pretty gutsy effort by them. Uh, I thought the city should have put them away. They scored fairly early. Uh, great header down by um, Josh Kennedy and finished by Gamano. Yeah. And by the way, whenever he plays, they yeah. hardly lose Gamano. with Gamano, so it they've important. got to keep him fit, that guy. But um, but the rest of it, they really struggled. Uh, I thought. Don't to say struggled. They really should have done. Maybe scored a couple more goals, but they didn't. One 0 was enough. Keeps them under the radar. No one's talking about the fact that they won th- they've they won three games in a row now. They're eight points clear mm. in Brisbane
3: no, Roar no. in the sixth now. Yeah. So, um, you know, they'd have to, f- well, I won't say they have to fall over, but they, they will... Um, well, these are the last four games. Yeah. Wellington, Adelaide, Perth, and West
2: Sydney Wanderers this weekend. So, I mean, it's a very, very difficult run home. But if you want to play finals football, grow up.
3: You're going to have to play those teams in the finals Absolutely. anyway. So. Grow
2: up and earn it. Because really, it's been a generally disappointing year for Melbourne City after what they promised early on. Uh, if they can get through this next four games, I think they would have earned the finals. And that's what you want, don't you? In the, you know, if you're going to make the finals, you want to be hard going into it.
3: Absolutely. Perth Glory defeated Western Sydney Wanderers uh, 3-2. Their first win since uh, January. And a beautiful strike by Josh Risdon uh, right towards the end there uh, was the difference in this game. And... Uh, Perth had to win this. So I thought they were going to yeah. either draw or, or lose this game. So uh, they had to win this because uh, that that keeps their chances alive of uh, winning the premiership. It's unlikely, but uh, mm. because they they may have some other issues they need to deal with. Yeah. Um, Sydney FC went to Wellington and won three nil. It was a depleted Wellington side. Um, Sydney had a few yeah. uh, stars out, but three um, nil is an emphatic win by Sydney FC. Who who really with victory. Have to be, you know, up there, and, and in Wellington, of course, because they're on top. But, yeah. uh, but you know, they they are the form team of the competition at the moment.
2: Well, I mean, they lost against Melbourne City two weeks ago, but yeah, really but, they, they, they haven't lost one game since the Asian Cup. I think they've lost, so they they are a very very good side, Sydney, and well coached by Graham Arnold. So there's a good feel about them at the moment. I think they are a team that. Uh, you know, if they string a few more wins, I'll get some real confidence going into the finals and they could be the real danger. For, but I think it's between them and victory for me.
0: I thought the scoreline flattered Sydney more than a, more, a lot as well. I, watching that game, as they deserve the win, no doubt about that, but um, they didn't sort of blow me away either uh, by, by the same token. No. But they, they scored three goals.
3: You know, they blew Wellington away, Vinny Venezuela. Yeah. At the end <laughs> they, of the day... It was windy there too. Yeah, of course. It was a bit windy. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, no,
0: <laughs> Wellington would be spew- a little bit spewing about that one, but... Uh, you know, Nathan Burns means a lot to them. He wasn't there. Yeah.
3: Well, let's hope they keep you in. But before we get into that, um, Newcastle Jets uh, were defeated by Adelaide United one nil at home. So this this is a game that yeah. Uh, you know, Newcastle,
2: Newcastle played quite. I mean, they've been mm, they've been it's pretty plucky for them.
3: Yeah, they've been pretty plucky, um, and they
2: had their chances too. But Adelaide, they uh, guts this one out. So they needed the three points, and I think that's what we're finding. Teams are not worrying so much about playing the pretty football. They just need the points. And they're happy to walk away with that. They're unashamed talking about the fact that they didn't play well, but they got the three points. I don't think anyone who follows those teams would disagree. So,
3: <laughs> And uh, a couple of big games this weekend, boys. Um, of course, Melbourne victory go to Wellington. This is a top-of-the-table clash. Uh, it's a big game. Victory, yeah. game in hand. They, yep. they win this. They go straight to the top and, uh, you know, and then... Then it's it's theirs to to lose. So so, how do you think they'll go in this one?
2: Oh, victory! I think will, will win away from home. They're hard, and they Mark Milligan should be back. He's
3: uh, had a bit of an injury, but um, yeah, but he's, he's been playing injured yep.
2: all year. To tell you the truth, he'll be back, and I think the Ollie Roo boys back. So uh, no, victory will be you know well uh, well set up. They've just got to make sure they've learned something from that other game. Mm. Vinny, me and you went to the. Business lunch yeah. there a few weeks ago. That's right, because you were
3: there. You saw it better than I did. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you were in a community event. Oh, that's right. I went to that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Got a but, show bag from Victoria Police.
2: I mean, the way they defended, the way they defended uh, that, that day against Wellington Phoenix, surely they've learned something from that. Because yeah. if they had defended well there, they would have won that game.
0: Yeah, but the bottom line is Wellington will come out to play and they're they're, they're both teams that play positive attacking football. So I think it's guaranteed to be a terrific game for the neutral to watch, if anything.
3: A couple of really good games. Sydney FC take on Adelaide United, which will be a a fantastic game. And uh, Melbourne City go to Western Sydney Wanderers and... uh, and play against them. Well, so. they,
2: they owe Western Sydney Wanderers too. Remember, uh, we they were about to get lynched by the hundreds of phone calls we got here on that Wednesday night when they played and they lost, mm-hmm. you know, when they should have won that game. I think they should have learned something from that, even though Western Sydney Wanderers and uh, Bullet. Karen Bullitt's that's actually right. scoring almost uh, – he's got a good goal-to-game goal ratio at mm. the moment. So he's a danger man there, But and Tommy Urich should be back. So a full-strength West Sydney Wanderers. And by the way, I think they've got a full six-day rest. Yeah, that's right. They've so been, they've, they're well-rested. Yeah, I don't think they uh, know what rest means, but uh, they'll have a full squad. City will – again, they'll have to earn it, and I, I make no bones about that. They have to earn getting to the finals and they have
3: to get these points against these tough sides. Very much looking forward to this weekend's uh, action in the A-League. Let's take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk to Mike McGrath from the UK. This is the Four Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
2: If your club has a coach who's a liar, a cheat and a no-good, low-down, dirty rat, it looks to me like you've got yourself a winning coach. This has been a profound coaching moment
3: by the Four Diegos.
0: Day. You can't find no words to say. on the things that come
2: to you. Moment by the Four Diegos.
0: You were on your own, you do as you please. Had so much fun, got a lost reason after all was said done.
3: On eleven sixteen, SEN the Four Diego's. Yes, and uh, coming around the home stretch. Don't forget, after the Diego's, it's uh, Darren Parkin with All Night Appetite, right through until six. Uh, just quickly, there's really one good idea to keep. Get Ben Kelfala, uh here is get him to write a ten page book on anything, print five hundred <laughs> copies, and sell them for a grand each. There you go. Okay, okay. that's, that's not genius not a idea. idea um give them a a percentage of the team supplements allowance and acting coach allowance thanks daniel from eltham interesting stuff there hey um look it's uh time to go to mike mcgrath Vinny.
0: i was just going to say that if you show ben kalfler a a copy of a book with his face on it and you say my life in blue (laughs) we're going to publish this for you if you just take a you know a drop in salary he'll probably think yeah that's a good idea i like that yeah well great idea
3: well, it can't involve the club, though, Vinny, um, you know, because so somebody else has got to tell him. A to fan, yeah. a fan. Maybe his agent. Maybe. All right, uh, let's go to the UK and catch up with our man on the ground. He's actually on a bus, Mike <laughs> McGrath. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, guys. I'm, I'm actually um, en route to the UK, actually. I'm, still, uh, I'm on the bus back to Turin Airport. Um, obviously, it was Italy, England last night. Um, so just head him back now.
0: Mike, did you buy a nice Italian grappa to take with you? I did actually. See, <laughs> a, lovely,
1: a lovely grappa after after some uh, after some pasta and and um, a or two.
3: Oh, very nice! Sounds fantastic. You know, you'll never get that through customs. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs>
3: well, if the if the, plane, if the plane runs out of fuel, you'll just they'll just they'll just use that. Hey, hey, Mike. Um, let, well, let's let's talk about the uh, friendly against Italy. It was one all. Um, What's the feeling at the result, you know, against the, the old enemy?
1: Yeah, really, really good result. Um, but, you know, the, the performance wasn't great, uh, which is probably the worrying thing. Um, it was a really poor cool first half, especially from England. Um, Roy Hodgson tried a, a diamond system uh, to walk up up front, uh, and neither the diamond or walk up front really, really worked for him. Um, looked so much better in the second half with Michael Carrick on. Um, instead of Phil Jones' defence midfielder. And, um, yeah, and, and sort of tracking all the Townsend to get a result as well. So, yeah, the result was good. Um, but, obviously, I think that's probably the last we're going to see of that, that uh, system.
0: Mike, uh, do you think that with England, uh, they, they may as well not play the World Cup and just play the friendlies because you have much more success? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's... We're, we're cruising, obviously, to our Euro Championships as well. So these are the these are the big ones for us. Um, it's been, a, uh, and I think the FA are lining up ones like this uh, for once we qualify, which is a foregone conclusion now uh, for the Euros. And then I suppose we could see we can just do that a little bit better than we did uh, against Italy in the last two tournaments, uh, where, where it's quite disappointing.
2: Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, How good are Italy at the moment? I know they're second in their Euro group, uh, but they went out in the group stage during the last World Cup. There's some question marks, even in Italy, about the quality of this squad. Uh, I mean, they're big names historically, both teams, England and Italy. uh, But how good is Italy right now?
1: Yeah, it's a a real transition for them. I mean, it's been a tough week for Conte. And, um, you know, we all remember watching um, Conte play um, and he got death threats over the weekend after the uh Bulgarian draw and then uh, and then he's basically saying that they've got a team in transition, the big names have gone, um obviously no more Pirlo. but you know, there's hope there. They've got players like Veratia coming through. Uh, but he's really cautious about him, about bigging them up at the moment. Hey, Mike,
3: did a short man with a moustache and a hat uh, tell you just to pipe it down a little bit?
1: I think you call him the
2: golf, <laughs> hey, uh, Mike? <laughs> the snooker. Mike, I was looking through the England squad, and I was actually... I mean, I, forgive me, I, I mustn't watch Southampton that much, but uh, Nathaniel Klein was one of the full-backs. I'd never heard of him in my whole life. Uh, obviously, playing for England in a very young squad, uh, he must be a very, very good player. Tell us a little bit about Nathaniel Klein and why haven't we heard? Well, again, I don't watch Southampton all that much, but uh, is he is he a big name over there?
1: Yeah, he is. I mean, he's had a really good good couple of seasons with um, with Southampton. Uh, his breakthrough really was last season when it looked like he was going to get some England recognition, which he then did this season. And um, I think you'll be hearing a lot more from him too because it, it looks like Manchester United are really very interested in it. In him In taking him to old Trafford. Um, and, uh, and and there are others as well like uh, like chelsea who' been who've been looking at him, but it looks like man U are, are going to get him so yeah he's, he's a name that you'll hear a lot more of in the future
2: Manchester United basically you know raped and pillaged uh, Southampton with picking up Luke Shaw and not played him so would there be a little bit of reluctance by Klein to join Man United, given the treatment of who was a young star when they picked him up, Luke Shaw?
1: Yeah, I think Shaw had a lot of uh, problems with fitness and and a uh, general fitness and injuries as well. So I'd, I, you'd like to think that it was a bit of a different case with Klein, uh, who doesn't seem to have those problems. Um, I, it, I don't think he's got worries like that, basically, because United are very short in that department. Uh, they've been playing Antonio Valencia there, um, and the face in Raphael is, is, is really gone. So there's a genuine spot up for grabs, uh, whereas I think Shaw does have a little bit more competition for a place with Roca, who can play left-back. Danny Blink can play left-back as well. So I think if time goes to United, which is it's likely, it's not a done deal, but it looks like it's heading that way, I think he'll be here. We've got to play 30-plus Premier League games uh, next season.
0: Mike Gavini here. I read uh, that... Uh that Theo Walcott could be a target for Chelsea and I also read that uh, it's quite possible that Peter could be a target for Arsenal if all things uh, if the planets align in a particular way. Is there any le- legs to that rumour?
1: Well there, there, are, there are definitely legs with, um, with, with the Walcott story basically because he's got he's only got a season left on his contract after this one um, so you know 14 months time he's out of contract. Arsenal he's not not getting in every arsenal team at the moment, they're doing okay without him, and obviously people like chelsea i think all the big clubs will have a look at him um uh, i don't I don't think there's been contact yet, but I think that they will start circling if um you yeah, know if theo doesn't uh, doesn't sign on at arsenal um and Check, he said publicly quite recently that uh, he, you know he can't have another season like he uh, like he had this season. Pretty much understudy to Courtois, apart from uh, you know their glorious win at Wembley when they kicked up from Silverware, and check that was a real surprise really. That he was in the team, but um, it's not really in uh, Czech's DNA to be understudy. I think whenever he's coming, in, he's played really well for Mourinho and. I think he's a top four keeper. I think he'd fit Arsenal perfectly.
2: Mike, the big news uh, at the moment is that FIFA are now deregulating, as I understand, uh, player agents in that you don't need to be a licensed agent now to act on behalf of a player. They're calling them intermediaries now. Of course, all the player agents have, uh, you know, I think there's 400 of them or so in England at the moment who've made a really good living out of the game having to get qualified and get the license and so forth even though there's a lot of dodgy stuff going on they're really at the moment freaking out over the fact that uh, suddenly anyone can represent a player how do you think it's going to affect the game in England uh, and even around the world because i think fifa's uh, basically letting go of all uh, regulations on on fifa on on agents
1: yeah it's it a big story it's right obviously been rumbling on that there are other there are other limits as well which are being um, upon the agents over here. Obviously, it's, it's, come, it's coming down to FA rules now, FIFA are washing their hands of it. one of which is the commission going down for agents. I know that might not, um, you know, people might not be shedding a tear about the middlemen um, not getting paid as much as they used to be. But my, my personal opinion is, um, you, know, I, you know, I know some, some very good agents, um, and you hear about some bad ones as well. Um, but I think that if you get... A situation where we have a good young player, and it's his mate or his dad or his, his brother who says, "I'm the agent. I'm the agent." That, you know, they, they probably do have his best interests at heart, but whether they can actually complete a deal is another thing. So I think that in time, that these people that represent players will probably have to go towards established agents to help completing deals, help completing. Contracts, either that or um, sports lawyers. So I don't think all is lost. I don't think careers are going to end overnight uh, for for football agents. I think that the reputable ones are still going to be sought after for their expertise.
3: It's an interesting topic and one I think uh, we'll we'll talk about a bit more at another time. But, Mike, thanks for your time. Enjoy the flight back home and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Yeah, speech saying soon, guys. There you go. There's our travelling uh, reporter, Mike McGrath. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for your text messages tonight. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. Don't forget All Night Appetite with Darren Parkin up after 12. So remember,
0: Carlos. Wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out. over there. Wherever you Samba, Rumba and La Bamba. we there. Wherever
2: there's girls who frill in their head and balls at their feet. We'll there. Wherever gringos play football. we there. We are the Four Diego. Hola. <laughs>